Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories, being recorded in the beautiful Marriott Courtyard, Albany, New York. Tonight, we're talking about dumb things that you might be doing at the airport. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Like I said in the intro, I am at Albany, New York. This is being recorded on January 14th, and I probably should start including the date because I don't always post these the same week that I record them or even the week after. But I can tell you that on Sunday, January 12th, the weather in Albany was absolutely gorgeous. People were wearing shorts. And here we are at the beginning of the week, and it's already back down into the mid to low 40s at 8.30 at night. So last week was my first trip of the decade, a road trip to Atlanta and back. Nothing out of the ordinary. Had lunch at the Georgia Diner in Duluth, Georgia, which is always an amazing meal. I would put them on par with the Marietta Diner over on the west side of town. And I would think they'd probably hold their own against some of the diners up in the Northeast region. For you Florida travelers planning a road trip that if you go up I-75 through Georgia, do be aware that Georgia has some toll roads that accepts and recognizes the Florida Sun Pass. This can be real handy on I-75 south of 285, or as we say, OTP outside the perimeter before you get to the airport. There are a couple toll HOV lanes, and then if you make it up to the north side of town, OTP again outside the perimeter on 285, going up 85 towards South Carolina. There are some additional toll lanes, but just be aware that they are very similar to Uber surge pricing, meaning that the toll fluctuates. I'm sure it has to do with time of day, day of week, amount of volume on the road, who knows, but I have seen the same stretch of road be as little as 20 cents and be as high as 80 cents within the same week. They've got some kind of metric that adjusts it based on some kind of metric. Fortunately, I have a Sun Pass that has the suction cups. So if you are planning to buy a new one or if you've had to recently repair a busted windshield and you do travel, consider getting uh, one of the sun passes with the suction cups. It's very easy. I do it all the time. Pop it out when I go on a trip, when I get in my rental car, stick it on the windshield. And that way I don't have to pay their daily surcharge for using the plate pass from Hertz, which is about four or five bucks a day every time you use it on a different day. So it saves my company probably, you know, anywhere from an extra 10 to $15 when I travel. Something interesting I saw over this past weekend on Twitter and I believe Instagram had to do with old luggage, which it seems to be a huge amount of old luggage after the holidays. Apparently, luggage is a great gift to give, and typically most of us donate it to Goodwill, but I saw where donating it to foster shelters can be far more beneficial as oftentimes these poor kids don't have anything but a trash bag to move their belongings to from home to home. And I'm sure a suitcase gives them the feeling of that, hey, somebody cares and maybe a little bit of stability in their life. And same goes for it at Chateau Relaxo. We are a huge uh, dog family. And 
got an old blanket or something like that, oftentimes we'll cut it up and use it as rags. Consider donating your old blankets to the local animal shelter. They always need blankets. What pup wouldn't appreciate something like that? Earlier this week when I was flying out of Orlando, there was a huge backup going through TSA and the scanners. Even the pre-check area was kind of moving slow. And the gentleman in front of me mumbled something about dumb people. And I really thought to myself, you know what? They're not really dumb. They're just doing some kind of dumb things. And it kind of made me think back to a, a post I did about two years ago talking about that and figured it's, you know, worth discussing again. Dumb stuff, we all do it. And there's no better place to display it than at the airport. For most people, the airport isn't their natural habitat. You come across more strangers than friends. You'll be subjected to rules that you certainly didn't make. And you're going to be waiting in line. You know, if you're at Universal or Disney the previous few days, you waited in line there. Guess what? When you get to the airport, more than likely, you're going to get a wait in line once again. So removing someone from their element or their normal routine is the perfect opportunity for dumb stuff to creep in. So let's discuss just a couple of the things that you can avoid doing at the airport that you might easily classify as dumb. First thing, forgetting where you parked. A very simple task. Remember where you parked. For some reason, jet fuel can or does erase that part of the, the brain that is associated with where the hell did I park? Do a quick search of any of the app stores, and there are dozens of apps dedicated to remembering where you parked. I think even Google Maps has it built in now where you can kind of log where you parked. I go old school and typically will take a picture of the lane with the number and the letter on it with my cell phone. I do the same thing at hotels <laughs> if I'm in three or four different hotels during the same week. It gets really sketchy whether or not I'm going to remember my room number. So I'll just snap a picture, you know, and if you're at a total loss trying to find your car, you can always press the panic button on your key fob and the echoing horn sound will lead you to your car. Hopefully it's on the same floor that you're on, but that's not always the case. The other thing is not being aware of your surroundings. Basically, believing that it's all about you. When you get to the end of the jetway, don't stop to extend the handle on your suitcase. When you get to the top of the escalator, don't stop in your tracks to look down at your phone. And here's the reason. There's a whole S load of people behind you that also want to get off the plane or the escalator. Do everyone a favor and take four or five steps to the right when you get to the top of the escalator or at the end of the jetway. Guess what? Five steps to the right, and I guarantee you that you will be out of the traffic pattern and make everybody's day just that much better. Another one is drinking through your layover. We've talked about drinking at the airport. It is truly as sexy as it sounds. Grabbing a drink between flights, making small talk with other travelers. You know, picture it. An olive delicately, just delicately submerged just under the surface of your vodka martini. Airport drinking as it should be, is very expensive. Throw in the fact that you're basically void of responsibility. It makes it very easy to have that sixth $8 beer. And plus, in addition, my scientific study has proven that being hammered while in a pressurized cabin at 30,000 feet is absolutely a recipe for disaster, or at least the need to use the lavatory 
a minimum of three, three times during a two-hour flight. This next one could have benefited most of the people in the airport the other day, not being ready for TSA. Be clear on TSA's 311 security rule for flying with carry-on liquids. 3.4 ounce bottle or less, one quart size clear plastic Ziploc bag, and one of these bags per passenger. Now, I have seen some of the TSA sites getting a little bit lax on the zip top quart bag, but it is a rule. If you don't have TSA pre-check, and if you are younger than 65, plan on removing your shoes and belt. If you're going to the airport, don't wear your L.L. Bean 9-inch hiking boots with the beautiful red laces. Guess what? You're going to have to take them off. Hats and jackets go in the bin. Empty your pocket. That means empty. Very simple. My biggest TSA pet peeve, and you don't see this as much with pre-check, is not being aware of your surroundings. We talked about this a minute ago, right? Once you clear the body scanners, grab your belongings off the x-ray belt and head over to the benches and repack your gear there. The TSA belt is not the area for repacking. Stand to the side, wait till your stuff comes out, grab it, and then walk to the bench. It frees up so much space for everybody. Next one, crowding the gate. No matter what airline you are flying, unless it's a charter jet, they're going to have some sort of a boarding procedure, be it an assigned seat or an assigned boarding group. For whatever reason, people feel the need to crowd the gate. It's like this magnetic pull. The gate agent says, we'll begin to board group A, group A only. Everyone in the B and C group suddenly hurry, believe it's their signal to head to the gate and block everybody in group A. Now, with Southwest, if you're not A-list and you aren't able to electronically check in 24 hours before your flight, you can buy your way into the A group. And I think it's about 25 bucks each leg of the trip or, or each, each way out and back. But if you buy yourself into the A-list, you will be one of the first 60 people on board. You don't have to worry about checking in 24 hours in advance. Whenever my wife flies with me, we drop the 50 bucks. And it makes everybody's life just that much, that much easier. Now, here's something that I did here the other day. It's actually pretty funny. Southwest has the A boarding group, the B boarding group, and the C boarding group. The C boarding group stands for center because if you're in the C boarding group, two things are going to happen. You're not going to get any overhead space for your luggage. And more than likely, you're going to be sitting in a center seat. While on the topic of crowding, how about crowding baggage claim? First question is, why are you checking bags? Like I always say, there are two types of luggage, carry-on and lost. And I'm really kidding. I do check luggage. We often check luggage on our way back from trips just because we've got bottles of wine or something like that. Resist the urge to check your bags. Really look at what you're packing. You know, do you really need a 26-inch piece of luggage? Can you get by with a 22-inch carry-on? But I can tell you this, standing mere inches in front of the luggage conveyor belt will not make your luggage appear any faster. And besides, it blocks everyone else from grabbing their luggage because their luggage arrived before yours. Another luggage tip is if you are checking luggage, 
do something to your luggage to make it distinguishable. There are more black away bags. And unfortunately, I bought a black away bag. I wish I had thought about this, but even your boy here is sometimes a rube. And I ordered a black away bag, which looks like everybody else's. So in the past, I don't know, three months, I've been covering it with stickers. So now it looks like I'm a roadie for a band. Another dumb thing that you'll see at the airport is being the loud talker. You know who you are, but for some reason, you feel the need to let everyone else know that you're the loud talker. You know, why are you talking to your wife, girlfriend, significant other at the same decibel level of a Who concert? Find a corner in a vacant bathroom stall. Take them off speakerphone. Good God, man. And walking through the airport while using FaceTime is just a, a clear indicator that you're dumb. This last one, for some people may be dumb, for some people maybe not so. For me, I consider it dumb, is taking an early morning Monday flight out. This really only affects you and affects your mental state. There's a reason that the first flight out is called the suicide flight, and it's more than likely that your pilot is just as sleepy as you are. Airports are hell, especially on a Monday morning, especially at 6 a.m., Preserve your sanity just a bit. Take a later flight. Go out the night before. I know for me, I don't sleep very well when I know I have to wake up at 4 a.m. for a 6 a.m. flight. So for that peace of mind, you know, drop the flight back an hour or two. Most most airlines, unless you're going to some remote destination, going out of Orlando, there's a pretty good stream of flights about every 90 minutes that'll get you to where you need to go. To wrap it up, the airport is easily one of the best places for observing people doing dumb stuff. Do yourself a favor. Next time you fly, arrive again for your flight, not two hours ahead, but maybe two and a half hours, and spend that extra 30 minutes just watching people. I promise you will be amazed at what you see. So what dumb things are you or a loved one doing at the airport? Feel free to leave a voicemail at anchor.com or a comment at hypeamerica.com. This one was a little bit short, but there you have it. Thanks for listening. Safe travels and have a great day. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.